bravery is there in the way they played. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett. The three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. It is Thursday evening on Off The Ball. John Giles is with us as always. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. So it's going to be Liverpool against Real Madrid in the Champions League final. No shortage of drama once again. I don't know if they were the two greatest matches of all time, but they certainly gave us plenty to talk about. Uh, particularly with Manchester City, uh, yet again, no Champions League for Pep Guardiola, and I don't think anyone saw this coming as we tick towards injury time. That somehow with City would blow it again. How did they blow it? <laughs> well, they conceded conceded a couple of goals, Nathan. Uh, one from a free kick uh, in the the closing stages to to see the match out, um, but it should have been over before then. I mean, they, they they had enough of the ball uh, to score more goals themselves, and it was well. It's what football is, you know. Real Madrid never gave up. They kept going. They kept going. They got the they, they got the goals near the end. Then got their penalty. It shows you how it can change and change so quickly. But it's not the first time they've done it, uh, Nathan. No, you know? it's uh... Man, They did it to Chelsea. Mm. Uh, you know, it shows the spirit they have particularly at the Barnabu, uh, to, to come back and compete. Um, so I think Guardiola has no complaints about it, really. Manchester City uh, have invested so much since Pep Guardiola arrived at the club. And listen, they've got the reward with three Premier League titles. They've been an outstanding force in English football uh, over the last five, six years. But it did feel as though the European Cup, the Champions League was the Holy Grail. To be that close and to not be able to see it out, how much you that can you put on Guardiola? Uh, well, the manager always has to take responsibility mm. for, for, the, for, for the results if they win. They win. But uh, I wouldn't... I, I, I don't subscribe to that. Uh, I mean, you can get a, a bad break during the match. You can team can play well. You know that that's football, and uh, like they should have had it won, and they didn't. But that's football. You know, Real Madrid came back at them and 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 and, and scored the goals. So you, you don't know, think again, it's some deeper psychological? Nathan, I don't subscribe to it being the Holy Grail. To be quite honest, it's the big competition. But mm. if you look at last year, Chelsea won it last year. Were they the best team in the league or in 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 Europe? I don't think so. But, uh, I mean, that that's my take on it. But uh, everybody wants to win it. Obviously, it is a huge competition. But, uh, now, I'm only talking for myself. When I played, I'd rather win the league where you had consistency week in and week out uh, uh, to do that. Whereas you can, you can lose matches, a lot of matches in, in, the, in the Champions League, as you can in, in, the, in the league itself. But if it's if it's competitive, you can't lose too much. But you can still qualify from the group in the Champions League. So I, you know, people are saying, well, he, he won't he won't be a great manager till he's won the Champions League. You know, but people forget he won the Champions League twice with Barcelona. Mm. So you know, again, you go back to Chelsea. Chelsea Chelsea won it last year to beat them in the final. But what are the best team in Europe? 
were they a better team than City? I don't think so. I mean, it's a disappointing result, don't get me wrong, for Manchester City and, and Guardiola not to go through to the final or to, or to win it indeed. So do you think they played well over the two games against Real Madrid? Um, not particularly. I didn't think they played all that well mm. uh, last night. Um, I didn't think they played all that well in Manchester, uh, in City's ground, losing the goals that they did. I mean, people were going mad about it. We talked about it at the time, Nathan. I didn't think it was a particularly good match. There was too many mistakes in it yeah. uh, to be to be a great game. OK, it was exciting because of the goal, goal element. But they did lose three goals. Uh, in Manchester um, and, and looked odds on to do it uh, last night but it, 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 that, that's the way it works So what that's was the it then it last night John If and listen they're playing Real Madrid they're playing one of the best teams in Europe and it's not as if it's a bottom half of the Premier League side where they're just going to dominate possession and create chance after chance uh, during a game what was it say last night that, that City did that, that wasn't as good as it could have been well, they, they didn't take their chances, uh, Nathan. You know, even in the second half, you know, and they were a bit of lucky. Grealish had a good good shot in the goalkeeper. Got it. He stood to it. Uh, they looked to be well in command uh, at that particular time till 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 the last few, the last what man, minute or two of the game, which can happen. Uh, you know, in other words, <laughs> you can say you can talk all your day. Did, did they take the chances? They should have. They, they should have scored. No. They didn't, so they left them out, themselves open to not scoring the goals uh, at the end, where, where Real Madrid came really good and scored a couple of good goals and then got the penalty. Did he make a mistake taking De Bruyne off? I don't think that was a mistake. No, I don't think that was the cause of the of the, the, the situation. I didn't think De Bruyne was playing particularly well anyway, uh, Nathan. Yeah. Um, I... I, I, I I honestly think De Bruyne, De Bruyne is, is, is an overrated player. He's a very, very talented uh, individual. But there was a there was ball, ball to him yesterday that when somebody knocked a pass and he's turning around and shaking his head at it. I don't like that attitude on mm. the pitch. He's very talented, but I don't think he's regarded as the best midfield player. I don't see it that way at all. You, but I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for City losing uh, yesterday. But I don't think he was playing particularly well, Nathan. Uh, and it looked like they were looking to close the game out. I don't think it would have made any difference had he been on the pitch. Let's put it right. that way. And I guess when you are judging greatness, and I think in fairness you've been very consistent with that criticism of De Bruyne and his attitude throughout the last couple of seasons. But Champions League semi-finals, second legs, they're the games where you decide on players' greatness. Yeah, well, you get the big games. Mm. What I don't like about him is his attitude. You know, he seems to be very uh, cranky if somebody makes a mistake, or they, and he doesn't dominate the games. And I think he can do a lot more than he does. I mean, if you take Modric yesterday again for for Real Madrid, I think he's what thirty six, thirty seven now. But that's the attitude you're looking for. Mm. You see Modric in every match; he never gets onto a, 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 a teammate. He gets on with the job, does his best all the time. I always think he's he's, he's a bit finicky. Uh, uh, De Bruyne. De Bruyne, uh, Nathan. I don't think he puts his heart and soul into the team. And that's what great players do. That's what makes them great. I don't see him doing that. You know, he gets a bit cranky. He doesn't like it. He doesn't fancy it. He doesn't... There's always something there, you know? After they concede the first goal, in a way, this is easy to say in hindsight, it felt inevitable that Real Madrid were going to go and score again. But I would have thought a team with all of Manchester City's experience 
would have known how to just settle things down. It almost felt like they kicked off too quickly after Real Madrid had scored the first goal. They ended up giving the ball back cheaply. Listen, it was a, a brilliant cross in from Carvajal for, for the second Real Madrid goal. But it did yeah. seem as though they'd entered full-on panic mode. Like, Is there is is there something you can do as a team? Is is that where leaders come to the fore, that they, they settle it down, they know how to get through the next two, three minutes without conceding again? What do you put down the, the quick concession to? Well, you're, you're absolutely right in that. You, you have experienced players who, who who read the situation, you know? But the way it looked to me watching it, I couldn't see it coming, Nathan. It came so quickly, mm. you know what I mean? Like, say they were in charge, they missed a couple of chances themselves, to, to really put the game beyond, and it, it didn't happen. Um, so I don't think they had like time to say it wasn't as if um, Real Madrid were attack after attack after attack. You know, it seemed to come from nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't have the the, the, the warning signs that you, you sometimes get, where they, they they miss an easy they miss a chance and then you've got to tighten it up or tighten it up anyway, but they didn't look like scoring. They weren't as if they were dominating City, that City could say, well, we've got to get a grip of this. It just came, it came out of the blue, which, which, was, which was good for Madrid. Um, but again, it, it's not the first time they, they, they've done that, so City should have been warned of it. But the, there weren't any warning signs, Nathan, that say they missed a good chance where you can get a grip of it. Like it just came from nowhere. And, and good luck to them. You know, they never gave in and they kept going and they kept going. But I don't think there was any sign from City to say, we, we, look, we've got to get a grip of this now because we've, they've missed some chances. It happens. It's football, Nathan. It just happens, you know. It shouldn't. If you, if you, if you, you should be covered all the way. City weren't. They were taken by, by surprise, I think, with the finish that uh, Real Madrid had. Uh, and th- that's it. That's the way I see it anyway. So you don't subscribe to the theory or the questions that are out there then around how this tarnishes Pep Guardiola's legacy or the questions about his greatness as a manager because he hasn't won a Champions League with Manchester City? No. It's just one of those no, matches. I don't, subscribe, I don't subscribe to that at all, Nathan. You know, like the, the no saying to, to the winner, the spoils. Mm. And that's what happens in football. You know, when a team wins, uh, the, the, whether the critics or whatever we want to call them, will find a way to tell you how they won. And when they lose, it's the same thing. Uh, so, but you have to look at the game overall, or the two legs overall. I mean, City missed chance after chance in Manchester. Don't forget where they could have finished, should have could have finished it off anyway. And they were in a, in a com- look to be in a comfortable place yesterday. So, if the manager wins, say they didn't score the two goals, well, you'd say, well, Pep is a genius. And when you lose, he's a bum. Mm. That's that, that's that's the game. That's 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 sports generally, uh, Nathan. And sometimes they're not the genius, and sometimes they're not the bum. You know, but that's the way it works out. That's the way people see it. Uh, they are obviously still right in a title race with Liverpool, and it's a huge weekend. Uh, Liverpool playing Tottenham on Saturday night, and then Manchester City against Newcastle on Sunday. Uh, I know you've spoken about this before about you know trying to overcome disappointment quickly, like. They somehow need to be able to put this past them and behind them by Sunday. Uh, is that another giant test of character of this squad? Oh yeah, it always is, Nathan. You know, like if if you win, uh, I'm only going on my own experience. If you get a good win, if if they say they won the end, what you what you're worried about for the next match is to keep that attitude. Mm. It's always the next match, Nathan. You know, 
if you if if you win, it doesn't mean you're going to win the next match. If you lose, you're not going to lose the next match. You know, it's, at that level, you have to be up for it all the time. I mean, I, 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 as you know, I played in a team with Leeds where we had some shocking results, mm. and you, then you have to you have to come back. You have to come back the next week. You know. And, and because we, we did win, we won two league titles, with, and those are forty-two matches, which which is a, a a lot to do. But we also lost in the cup to Sunderland in, in the final. They were in the second division team. You know, it happens. But over a long period of time, uh, you know, no matter who the team is, you'll have disappointments that you, you you just have to get on with the next time. That's what makes you champions or top teams. You never, you're never, you're never all that confident going into the next match. If you win 6-0 the week before, Nathan, you're still thinking, right, we have to do that again. Your attitude has to be right. You have to be up for it. I think City were up for it yesterday. I don't think they were they were, they were taking it easy or not, not playing it. They played well. They could have had it won. In the first leg, they could have had it won. They missed their chances. Uh, and, and, and Pep would be a hero. That's the way the, that's the, way the game works. Uh, all our football coverage is brought to you by Sky and you can watch Manchester City against Newcastle on Super Sunday. It's live on TV only on Sky Sports. Uh, so Liverpool through to a Champions League final. Third time in five years under Jurgen Klopp looking to win the trophy for a seventh time. Uh, did it the hard way in the end against Villarreal with the comeback from the Spanish side. A level at halftime. Villarreal 2-0 up on the night. Were you worried for Liverpool in any way at halftime? Oh yeah, the, well, the way Liverpool were playing, I mean, they, they were playing. The, they played Liverpool off the pitch, mm. really. I didn't, with their attitude, they, 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 Liverpool were giving the ball away. They weren't playing well. Uh, they might have scored more goals, um, but as I say, it's, it, it's, it's a game of two halves, and uh, the second half was a different game altogether. I think it's very, very hard for a team like Real, uh, Villarreal to to keep that momentum, uh, Nathan and play as well as they did in the first half. I mean, if they were that good, uh, they'd be up there with Liverpool and Manchester City and all the top teams, you know? Mm. But they did it for 45 minutes, and, and that does happen. They put in everything into it. But as far as, as far as the game is concerned, once the second half started, Liverpool got a grip of it and never lost it. And Villarreal went totally out of it after that. And in that first 45 minutes, did Villarreal identify a, a weakness in Liverpool that... You know, Tottenham can expose on Saturday night that other teams can expose for the remainder of the season that Real Madrid can expose in the Champions League final? Um, well, you can learn from it, you know. Mm. But, but, but you'd also have to look at the second half where they went to bits. First half, they did everything well. They got, on, they, they got into... They didn't give them any room. Uh, sorry, at, uh, Liverpool didn't give them any room. But to be fair to, 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 to Liverpool, and uh, not be fair, I mean, they didn't play well themselves. You know, they gave the ball away, and which is very unlike them to do what they did. Now, Villarreal, Villarreal made made it difficult for them, but but they did they did they did cause their own problems by giving the ball away and, and making it easy for them. So I tell you, Klopp at halftime went crackers with them, mm. and and the second half was it was the Liverpool that we know and, and admired that they got a grip of the game and and they finished easy winners in the end, Nathan. Because it's 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 as I know it's an old saying it's a ninety minute game, but the first half they were very very poor, but it's played over ninety minutes and they played exceptionally well to get back into the game, and then to win the game. An area they really struggled in the first half, as you say, on characteristic even the ball away so often was in midfield, and yeah. Naby Keita was getting a lot of the criticism, but Thiago 
who uh, has been outstanding over the past five, six weeks in particular for Liverpool. Also, just so many uncharacteristic, simple passes straight out of play. Was, was that just the, the VRL pressure that, that got to them? What was your sense of why Liverpool just couldn't grab a hold of the ball in that first half? Well, it was 50-50, Nathan. You know, they did put them under pressure, but you'd expect Liverpool to, to be able to handle that. And they didn't. And that's why they, obviously Villarreal got on top. But again, it's a 90-minute game. It was a different Liverpool in the second half. And I say Klopp went mad at them at half-time to get a grip of it, which they did, and it can happen. Uh, and they got well on top and finished, finished up easy winners in the end, uh, Nathan. Mm. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. Now, uh, it, it definitely they shouldn't have started the way they started. It was poor. Um, but when you have a manager like Klopp, he got a grip of them at half-time. There's no doubt. I'd say he went mad at them in, in, in the dressing room. And then they played like themselves in the second half, which was good, really good, to finish them off. One of the big changes with Liverpool over the past, maybe even the past season, is the depth that they now have, that he can look at the bench at half-time in the Champions League semi-final and think, I've got players here who could come on and improve. And while Jordan Henderson did come on eventually, it was Luis Diaz who he turned to in place of Diogo Jota uh, to slip in for that second half. I was almost a surprise that Diaz didn't start. It's, it's quite incredible how quickly he has managed to settle into this Liverpool side. Yeah, he's a top player, Nathan. He's, he's coming into a good team, which is which is also also always a help. But he has the ability to do it and the confidence to do it. And and the, the, if you look at Liverpool, you've got Salah, Diaz, Mane, Yota, you know, Origi when they need him. I mean, there's no other team. If you look at uh, City, for example, they don't have any one of those forwards. Mm. Any one of those forwards. So they're deadly in in midfield. Uh, the the the, the they could do with, say, Graeme Souness. Hmm. Graeme Souness was a great player, Nathan, because he got a, any game he could get a grip of it and control the midfield. You know, I don't think Liverpool have anybody like that. I think Thiago has been the nearest to it in recent times. But if you look at him at the weekend, I mean, I, I've never seen Graeme Souness playing and play the way Thiago did in the first half when you need to get a grip of the game. I don't think there's anybody in the middle field to really do that. And, and that, that, Surely that, Graeme Souness had a bad 45 minutes at some stage. Um, of course he did. But but not... I mean, if you look at what Thiago's doing now, yeah. I don't see him when he played well to ever as play well as Graeme Souness did. Right. Of course Graeme Souness had times when he, he didn't play. We didn't play well in every match. Yeah. But the vast majority of his game, he did play up to those, those standards. And he had Graham with a good football brain. When you're playing in the position that Graham is playing in, you have to notice, this is not good. We're not getting a grip of the ball. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. And you have to have somebody there to do it. I've got to, I have to see Diago do it more now uh, when he's in that position, Nathan, that he has done in some matches. He's been really good at stripping the ball in that. He, he didn't do it the other day in the first half. And, but I think generally speaking, Graham Sinesh did it 90, 90% of the time, Nathan, when he played, getting a grip of the game and, and read the game when it was needed to do what, what, what had to be done. Yeah. He, could, he could sense that and do it and had the ability to do it. The final then, uh, Liverpool against Real Madrid. Do you think Liverpool would be happier having Madrid instead of Manchester City? I would think so. Well, if I was a player playing for Liverpool, I'd rather play against Real Madrid than, than City 
Why? I think I think Liverpool, Liverpool are, will be odds-on favourite, Nathan. I think they, they, first of all, they're down out of the Barnabu Stadium, which is, which obviously has inspired them even this all over the years, yeah. and especially this season. Uh, this is on a neutral ground, but I I think Liverpool will have too much for them. All right, we'll have loads of time to build up to that over the next month or so. I did want to talk about a couple of the other stories in the Premier League. You can talk about Leeds, uh, because Leeds supporters are always interested in what you have to say. And Jesse Marsh came in, and they went on a run. They were unbeaten in five going into the match against Manchester City. Lose 4-0. Uh, Burnley go on this remarkable run since Sean Dyche left the club. And Everton get a victory against Chelsea. So suddenly Leeds are right in the relegation mix. They're on 34 points alongside Burnley they're two ahead of Everton but Everton have a game in hand and Leeds next couple of matches away at Arsenal which we'll have live here and off the ball on Sunday home against Chelsea and then they finish at home against Brighton and away against Brentford uh, watching that performance listen it is against Manchester City uh, one of the best teams in the world uh, watching that performance from Leeds at the weekend are you concerned about what the next month might bring? Yeah I'm very worried about them Nathan uh, I think the, the 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 results around them have gone very very bad for them, uh, and as you say, they've got two two hard matches really on paper anyway coming up. But what 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 got me a little bit concerned was was the attitude and the, the words from uh, Jesse March after the game. Nathan. He actually said it wasn't a four nil match. Uh, mm. but this was a loss, but in many ways I feel like it was it's a win. You know. This isn't me talking, he's saying, uh, to, uh, to, to the supporters, to the fans. Uh, I'm calling it as I see it. Uh, but, you know, they got a hiding. I mean, they were beaten 4-0. And, you know, he's on about the first goal should, shouldn't have been a free kick. But they, they didn't have to score from the... Uh, City didn't have to score from the first free kick. Or the, the second was a, a, a corner kick that they lost. But I can't understand how he can say uh, it, 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 it didn't feel like a loss. It felt more like a win. I mean, you're beating four nil, and you're coming into big matches now. So I don't, I don't get that. You know, I mean, if if, if you think that's that felt like a win, well, what does it take to feel like a loss? Hmm. It's just unrealistic. I, and I don't know what he's talking about when he when he does that. So, like. This was a, a, a big defeat for them. I mean, Manchester City gave them a hiding on the day. And I just hope it improves, uh, because as you pointed out there, there's two big matches coming up. And I hope they can do their stuff to keep keep out of relegation. But I'd be more worried about his his remarks from that match going into the next uh, four matches, Nathan. He said at 1-0, 2-0, if we could find a way to get a goal it could have been different and they did have chances even when it was scoreless and there was one cleared off the line I think when it was still 1-0 at that stage so from what you're saying while there were you know some positives that he could look at the fact that they're conceding simple goals from set pieces is far more worrying heading into the final four games than any of the positives you can take well you're always looking for positives uh, Nathan but you have to be realistic mm. That, that's what I'm saying. You know, if you're if you're looking at it in a way that you you've got a, a, a you know, okay, they, they had one or two chances, uh, but in the end they finished four 0 to hiding. Uh, you can't be saying, well, it 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 felt like more like a win than a loss. When you're beaten four uh, nil, you know you have to be realistic. You have to look at the situation and say, well, you know, we've a lot to do. That was a bad defeat for us. We didn't play as well as we could. We lost four goals before going into these next matches. You can't just wipe them away. 
uh, and say, well, I didn't see it as a 4-0 win. It was a 4-0 win. So I'd rather, rather than be realistic and say, well, we have a lot to learn. That was a bad defeat. We should have done better than we did. It was a home match, although it was against Manchester City. And be realistic about it. Um, because they're big matches to come up, Nathan, and they're in a very, very difficult position. I hope they get out of it, because as you know, I've played out for a long time, and the supporters are great, great supporters. I hope they can do it, but I'd, I'd be more worried now about the situation than I was a few weeks ago. Who do you think he's making those comments for the benefit of? Is it for the supporters so they don't get downhearted and so they stay with the team? Is it for the players so that you know they accept it's Manchester City, it was always going to be a tough game and that you know they stay confident and keep the momentum that they had built heading into the Manchester City game? Uh, you I know, hope, you've been I a manager, hope you've been a player. Yeah. Who, do, who, who do those comments benefit? I, I hope it was for the supporters and that. And not himself, Nathan. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're beaten 4-0, you have to look and say, that was a hiding. Yeah. We have to do something about it. You can't say, well, like, I don't see it as a hiding. I, you know, I see it as a plus. Like, you, you, I don't think you can approach it that way, Nathan. Now, maybe it's to keep the supporters on side. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, I'd, 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 looking at it realistic, I'd rather hear the manager say, well, we've got a lesson today, we've, got a, we've a lot to learn, and uh, that was a, wasn't, wasn't a great result by any yeah. means. Like it does read when he talks about that the scoreline was worse than I wanted, but the performance was better than I wanted. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that he, had, he, had, he had set the team up quite well, actually, and against Manchester City, they performed well, and the scoreline, well, listen, if you'd seen the game, you'd know that I didn't do much wrong. You know, be realistic about it. Don't be because he's the man in charge now. He's the man that's got to keep them up, and he's got to got to be realistic with them. Now, whether he was saying it for the right reason and go into the dressing room and say, "Look, lads, that wasn't good enough," but I don't get the impression that it was. I think the way he said it was he actually believed it, mm. and that that'd be the worry. You know, because in, in football, like any thing in life, you've got to be. Realistic, you've got to realise that that was 4 0. We've got a hiding in that. What can we do about it? What can we do to put it right? It, That's what I hope he'd say, rather than I hope he doesn't believe uh, that this this wasn't a defeat, it was more like a win. Because you're going into two big matches now, and if, 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 you, if you don't, if you're not back to reality, um, I'd, be, I'd be worried about it, particularly these two matches coming up and is. for them keep, keeping up. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope they win the next two matches. I hope he was doing it for some reason that I don't understand uh, and comes out to, to, to win the games. That, that's the most important thing. But I, I, I don't see it that way at the moment. It's obviously impossible to predict what will happen and Arsenal are fighting for a Champions League play, so that's going to be a hugely difficult game at the Emirates. After that, it's Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford, three teams with nothing to play for and it does feel as though Chelsea, while on paper, is a very tough game uh, that they're sort of on their holidays already so maybe there is an opportunity over those games as well the difficulty is that it feels a lot of the best players are either injured and like it was a horrific injury Stuart Dallas uh, yeah. injured at the weekend are either injured or just not in form at the moment yeah well the injuries are, are, are especially to Dallas has been a big player for them Nathan uh, and and the other player got injured before the before the match Cooper I think he was a mm. big player I mean, that's what's happened to them in the past under Bielsa. You know, those two players and Bamford, Bamford was out as well. 
and they don't have the resources really at least they haven't spent a lot of money on players Nathan you know that's why I thought Bielsa wasn't very well treated uh, anyway but that's a, that's another day's work I just thought that this guy can get them fit get them up and, and uh, keep them in the premiership that's what I hope for but, I, but I'm more worried now than I was a couple of weeks ago that's for sure yeah, and one of the reasons is that Everton finally got that win against Chelsea. Uh, yeah. They have seemed to have gone with a different tack. I saw Jamie Carragher going into it on Monday Night Football that, you know, not playing it out from the back quite as much. They've been a bit more direct. Uh, they certainly seem to be a bit more physical and uh, getting a bit more stuck in in the last couple of matches. The Merseyside derby, they made it very difficult for Liverpool, a right old scrap. And likewise against Chelsea last weekend, Goodison Park was rocking and never gave them a second on the ball. They do seem to have that little bit of energy right now Everton that you need in this sort of scrap that maybe Leeds don't have I, I think they've got better players Nate you know I think uh, Everton have, have got into a situation where that when you look at the players that he has at his disposal now he's only just in he's only learning from it um, but but I think if you look at the, the teams or the, the, the players in the teams I think Everton are way ahead uh, of Burnley in in what they've got at talent and mm. and Leeds, and it's a question of because he's only come in. It's very very quick time for him to come in to change it that much. But that was a big plus the other day, and I I think Everton will get out of it. I think they have the players, uh, better players than Leeds and Burnley to get out of it. Nathan, that's that's the way I feel about them at the moment. That's why I think Leeds are in and bigger trouble than they were a few weeks ago because I think Everton will come back. Will Lampard have done a good job if Everton survive? I think so. I think so, Nathan. Well, because I think we've spoken about it before. You know, when you go in as a new manager, you need a certain amount of time to find out who is who and what's what uh, to do it. And I, I think he's, he's had that time now. And I think Everton will get better. Right. Well, Everton up against Leicester uh, on Sunday. They've got Watford, Brentford, Crystal Palace and Arsenal to go between now and the end of the season. So uh, there'll be plenty to chat about, no doubt about that, John. Uh, great stuff as always. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, John Giles with us every Thursday night and all our football coverage with Thanks to Sky. Don't miss Manchester City, Newcastle, Super Sunday live only on Sky Sports. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Everton versus Brentford on Super Sunday Live only on Sky Sports